Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. Ah, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, of the Friday edition here at AAR Ranch. Friday's finally here. It's Greg's favorite day of the week. Six Hour Studios lit up for you here at the ranch. Daniel Defense microphone powered on. X Insurance presenting it all. Does the left give us anything to talk about today? They never, ever, ever let you down when it comes to your gun rights. They are always finding a new creative way to take your rights from you. Greg in Dallas, Texas, how you doing today, brother? Uh, happy it's Friday. Still in a great mood, right, from yesterday? Wasn't that great stuff? Well, that's good stuff, man. Wow, it's good stuff. And it, it carries over to today. That's a great way to start a weekend in such a good mood, right? Way to slide right into the weekend. No, oh, way to slide right into the weekend. Yes, it is. Gotta love it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're in as good a mood as we're in here at the ranch. Good stuff, good stuff. You, you have a ranch? Yeah, John, we have a ranch. You know, he never mentioned that yesterday, and you didn't play that yesterday when he was on air with him. Uh, I try not to do I it when John sh- is here, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's fun when he is, but, you know. Yeah, it throws him off kilter. He's got to yeah. be in the right mood. It's yeah. John, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yesterday, he was in. He, he was he was great stuff, informative stuff. Would you be kind enough to tell people where to participate in the chat on a Good Mood Friday again, and uh, how to watch us live, as long as people aren't driving? And and listen to us live and all that fun stuff. Then we'll get to our guest, Paul Markle, student of the gun. Uh, yeah, sure. If you'd like to watch the Good Mood video cast, head on over to armedamericanradio.org or dot com. <laughs> on the right hand side of that that uh, ooh, what is that? The website. You'll see the the three bars. Yep. You'll you will see the menu icon. Is what I've started calling it. The menu icon. When you click that, that window will open up, and you can select your watch live option, your listen live option, or the podcast link. In case you're listening to this a little bit later on and you're not catching us live, uh, we've also got a live chat. So if you'd like to join that, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. That'll get you right in, won't it? It sure will. Such a good mood. We're as long gonna, as you're in a good we're mood. Gonna, we're going to slam some electric guitar today and have some fun. My instructor was so proud of me. Oh, yeah? But, yeah, that's not the good mood stuff. That's just what we're going to do to keep us in a good mood. Oh is rip some Les Paul and some Gibson SGs. Let's go over to Paul Markle, student of the gun. Paul, how you doing today, my brother from another mother? He, Paul just texted oh. me a couple photos of him with his guitars, and I guess you got your grandchild with you there, don't you? That's, that's two grandbabies, that's right. Two that's of them. Right. Oh, yeah, there's two photos. Look at that. Congratulations, Grandpa Paul. I've known you a long time. I don't envision you as a grandpa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, uh, the, um, the oldest one, Ruth. You know, but if you don't know, you should know that the uh, the oldest grandchild or the first grandchild is the one that decides what you're going to be. 
people are like, what do you want to be called when you're a grandparent? You want to be called Papa or what? It's, like, it's not up to you, hippie. It's up to the, it's up to the grandbaby. And, uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, Ruth, she couldn't say grandma, obviously, well, you know, because they, they can't. So she started calling Nancy MAGA, M-A-G-A, man. It was like really? a, it was like a Trump it was like a Trump rally in that house. She was just like maga maga oh. maga maga. Right? I don't know what and that so, means. In my house, it was dam on dap off for a little while for the first. Yeah, time. so it it it, it went for she's maga and I'm paga. Maga I and paga. The, that's well, right. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I have the the honor and the privilege of looking at this beautiful granddaughter of his, and she has got a looks like now I don't know what the brand, but it looks like a flying V guitar strapped over her neck. You're starting oh, her early. That is, <laughs> that is that is my Jackson Scythe. That's my Rhodes Jackson. All right. Yes. Yeah. She said. She told me. She goes. I want this one. She walked over to the rack. And she said, "Put it around my neck." I was like, "Okay." The grandbabies and, uh, are figuring good. out. You know, the we're oh, figuring yeah. it out. Tell Grandpa when, I want when, a new guitar. <laughs> when the grandbabies say, "Paga, play your guitar," you're like, "Oh." oh. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't that fun? I'm gonna rip mine tonight just for fun, man. Just because I'm in such a great mood, I'm just uh, I'm gonna rip that. Th- I'm gonna rip both of them. I got the SG and the and the Les Paul. It's good, good fun, solid fun for a Friday. Paul, you've been playing for a while. I, you know, I, I thought it would be really frustrating, right? You know, and and it can be. <laughs> it can be. And my instructor reminds me all the time: if it were easy, everybody'd be doing it. But I'm getting better and better and better. As, and I, it's remarkable how that happens. You just—it's that practice. But oh, I, I'm finding it doesn't stress me out. The hitting the wrong strings, yeah, hitting the wrong strings from time to time, and missing that slide or whatever it is that you're working on. And I would have thought that that would have driven me nuts with my personality. It does not. Now I'm not going to lie to you. There's a couple times that Gibson SG almost wound out, wound up down in the creek in the holler behind the ranch here. Okay. But you get it gets the best of you. You set it down, and it's just a life lesson, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you you chill out a little bit. You calm down. If you can find something like I did and like Paul did that can chill you out with all of this stress that we're under every day, for me, it's been the guitar and the power coming off of that thing just relaxes me. It's like wow. Ooh, yeah. you know, my kids say to me, "You practice all the time, Dad." I say, "I don't practice. I rehearse." And they laugh at me for that, you know. There's there's a difference, right? There's a difference. So, Paul, um, I guess what I'm going to do with you today, I got a phone call from our good friend A.W.R. Hawkins earlier. And he said, I got a lot of stuff up, man. Yeah, he said, I got a lot of stuff up. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff up you're going to want to talk about. So let's do that today. Let's hit some A.W.R. stuff. Now, I'm going to give you a preview, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about some of these issues that AWR wrote about because it's current stuff. It's today's stuff. And, of course, we're going to talk about these things with AWR on Sunday's broadcast, but in a a whole different context with him. Let's start with this one. And, Paul, you've probably seen this. You're right up near the state of Washington, close close enough anyway. But the Washington Democrats have proposed, did you see this yesterday, a a new bullet tax for the privilege? Mm -hmm. Here's what they're calling this, the privilege of using ammunition. So, you know, the first question that comes to my mind is, who do these arrogant people think they are? Who do you think you are to tell me that my use of ammunition is a privilege? Well, it, brother, you, you got to understand that that's the mindset. Everything for, you know, the, the tyrant, the, the socialist, dictatorial scumbag, uh, everything is everything you do is a privilege. 
you know, cradle to grave. I, I mean, you know, look at the other taxes. L- look at the death tax. You know, we've, we've been dealing with that and discussing that for 30, 40 years in the United States. Mm-hmm. So the government is so arrogant that they believe that they have the right before your heirs can touch a penny that they are allowed to come in and take your money first. That's how arrogant they are. That is where we are in America right now. We have this elitist, this ruling class elitist uh, group of criminals in, in our state capitals, in our nation's capital, who truly believe that you and I only exist to provide them with money and power. You know, it, it is it is their right to take our money. It, you know, look at look at what we just experienced. When, and and the thing is, the sad thing, Mark, is they found out that they were mostly right. When when they told uh, people, you're not allowed to go out of your house. Yeah, they got away with it. And 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 no one said and when they when they changed the language, when they said that healthy people being required by wasn't it was never law because let's face facts in the united states of america laws are very it's a very specific process when they decided that they could grant themselves this dictatorial power to just write words on a piece of paper and that you had to obey them based on that and then people did you know that is that is conditioning that is very real conditioning so when they come out and they're like well we've decided that um you know, you're going to you can still have it, but you have to pay us an additional tax on it uh, because we are owed it because we have that authority. And the reason they do that is because they really do believe in their evil, black, nasty hearts that the majority of the people will just roll over and obey. And we have. Look, look I, yeah. I, I can, let's not deny the obvious. We have. Now, what I find interesting about this part of the conversation, because I could go into the whole Fauci thing, which I think I might do anyway, because it's a Friday and Fauci Friday starts with an F. Fauci starts with an F. A couple days ago, I asked Greg. Okay, Paul said that. So a couple days ago, I asked Greg, whatever happened to Fauci yesterday and today? That clown is back in the quote unquote news. Now, we're getting ready to take a break when we come back. we'll, We'll go to Fauci because why not? If we can go after him for a few moments, we'll go after him for a few moments. Uh, why not? It's fun to do. But it, 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 it does. It is a part of this conversation that Paul brought up about rolling over, and because this is what the gun grabbers want us to do. Roll over. And it's really interesting to me that they continue to push that thinking we're going to roll over and we're not going to roll over. We never will roll over. But do enough of us roll over? that they feel they can keep getting away with it. We'll continue down that road with Paul Markle, student of a gun. By the way, you can visit his site, a really good site, too, by the way, SOTGU.com. That stands for Student of the Gun University.com, SOTGU.com. Back after this with Paul. Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, and precision. I will have both of my Daniel Defense rifles out on a range. Unfortunately, it's an indoor range. 
I don't have the luxury of being out in the middle of Wyoming and walking out on my front porch and being able to long-range shoot, which I would love to be able to do. I know somebody that can do that. Oh, we're talking with him right now. That's Paul Markle, student of the gun. Welcome back in, guys. Six Hour Studios here at the ranch. X-Insurance presenting it all. Daniel Defense. Mike, Paul, I'm really jealous of you being able to do that because those rifles really need to get out and exercise and breathe. And honestly, I can't stand indoor ranges. I just I, I can't stand indoor ranges. But, yeah, they're a necessary evil. Yeah. A necessary evil. I've seen some nasty, very dangerous things happen on ranges. I've had people thrown off of ranges. I've had people point uh, AR pistols at my wife on a range before. They didn't last long at the range. They were banned permanently when they went back and looked at those tapes. But boyfriend wasn't too happy, but too bad. So sad. Find In, another you range. You know what indoor pal. ranges are very much like? Indoor ranges can be very much like your... Uh, Oh, your your planet fitness type gyms, you know, you you see all kinds of buffoonery. Yeah, I, you do. And I I've never understood people that go and get on a treadmill at those places and spend X amount of dollars per month when they can walk the streets of their neighborhood for nothing. But, you well, know, yeah. that's just me. I don't know. Paul, let's go back to some of this stuff we were talking about in the previous segment. The. I want, to, I want to go to Fauci for just a moment because I can't stand the little weasel. And he is back in the news. Apparently, he was up on the Hill uh, yesterday, closed-door hearing. And he admitted in the closed-door hearing that, and we'll just take this one issue because it was a huge gripe with a lot of people, but this social distancing nonsense, stay six feet away. I, I always wonder, just as so the virus falls down after six feet, I mean, who's buying into this nonsense? You know, where did they come up with the magic number? Right. Where did it come from? You know, I remember walking into a taco restaurant because we did not play by any quote unquote mandate rule here at all. We walked no, in. We didn't did do I. masks. If they asked us, we left. We were not having any of it. The only time I was forced to was when I had to get on an airplane and had to be somewhere. OK, that will never happen again, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I will never I will never go anywhere. If that happens again, forget it. It's where I have to be is not that important anymore. And I have learned to f I figured that out as I've aged. But we did that here. We, we defied it. And fortunately, we lived in a free place where we didn't have that problem. We didn't really run into that like people who are living behind the curtain in, in New York or California, you know, these these blue states. What, what I would laugh. I would walk in and they would have this plastic thing up between tables with two feet behind it. It was only up, you know, right above your head. So the virus knows it has to, it can't go around. I mean, you, what have you people fallen for? And Fauci admitted it's that it was worthless. It, it was worthless. And when asked where it came from, where was the science for that? He said there wasn't any. He admitted this yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. He said it just kind of came up. Now, why is that important? Because they duped. 320, well, not all of us, but they duped hundreds of millions of people into believing that that's, that that was going to somehow keep you safer. As a result of that, they closed schools, Paul, and literally ruined two years of some kids' lives in these behind the curtain, the people that live behind the curtain whose schools were not open. And enough Americans well, bought into that. So we tie that to guns because that's what they want us to do with gun control. They're trying to brainwash us in the same fashion. It's the same technique, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's it's always been about, you know, we, we, we say this to the point where I think people, it almost gets lost, but we, we, we can't let it get lost. 
the gun control argument on their side is is always about control, not about physical control, but it's about psychological control. It's about convincing you that there is an authority. There are authority figures who are basically are in charge of you. They're your masters. You must obey them. It's about convincing you that owning a firearm is a privilege granted by the state. And you're like, no, it's not. I read the Second Amendment. It's like, okay, but that's not how we behave. How we behave is that it is a privilege granted by the state. And that anybody, you know, whoever finds themselves, whoever lies, gates, cheats, and finds themselves in the big chair gets to decide what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. And in it's this mass, you know, it's, it's, I think it was, uh, uh, who was, which doctor was it? I can't remember, McCullough, that said mass formation psychosis, or maybe it was Malone. But either way, they're absolutely correct. It's where you convince people that they don't have what they think are rights. You know, they're like, oh, well, yeah, you, you think that those are rights. But at the end of the day, we get to tell you what you're allowed to have, when you're allowed to have it, how it's allowed. You know, go back to 1934. You know, go back to, we want to talk about arbitrary numbers. How is a rifle with a 16-inch barrel safe and responsible and sporting-like, but a rifle with a 15-inch barrel or, you know, God forbid, a 15.25-inch barrel is a felony. It's dangerous. It's you can't you can't be allowed to have that. They we allowed the government, we allowed a, a uh, an unelected bureaucratic agency to just come up with this ran these random numbers. You know how does how does an 18 inch barrel on a shotgun make a difference between a 19 or a 17 or a 16 inch barrel? They're like, well, we just had to make some. And you, you know the truth is that's what they did. They just randomly made up stuff and said, okay, we just made up these numbers. You know, the overall length has to be blank. The actual answer. Based on what? Well, the actual answer that they gave, and I do not remember who it was. I'd have to look this up. Was, well, we had to draw the line somewhere. Even though it makes no sense. We had to draw the line somewhere. Now, come on. Really, Paul? I they mean, had to you know, that 15-inch barrel can be tucked under an, o- an overcoat. The 16-inch can't. I mean, come on. It's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, of course, I'm being facetious here. But, yeah, yeah. That, was the, that was an answer. Was, was I forget who it said it. It was completely arbitrary. Completely arbitrary. And they're like, well, we had to come up with something. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and oh, that you mean is, we have to do something? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if it, if it makes any sense whatsoever. But we have to do something. Why do you have to do something? Well, because that something is exercising control over the people and convincing the people that they should be controlled. You know, I don't I, you know, I just my wife sent me to the store two hours ago before I got on the radio with you. <laughs> and there were there were imbeciles inside of the store with their freaking masks on their faces. Yeah, still. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, did they get new? Did I miss the new marching orders? Did I miss the new panic order? Or are these people just gone? They're, 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 the brainwashing is complete, and they don't need new orders because they, they've been conditioned. And, and that's what they learned. And when I say they, that's what yeah. the elitists in positions of power, ladies and gentlemen, learned 
through the COVID pandemic, scamdemic, dem panic test. That's what that was, was a test. Don't ever believe otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, especially if ABC, NBC, so we can CBS tells you it wasn't. Because if they tell you it wasn't, you know damn good and well it was. When we come back, we'll talk about, we'll wrap up Washington, that bullet tax. But I want You wouldn't believe how many more guns were made in the U.S. and how many numbers of firearms are in your hands. We'll be right back. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back. Defender Coffee, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we were talking about this earlier in the week, has the new K-Cups out, or the, what do you call them, Greg, pods? Yeah, pods. So we call those things pods? Yeah, they have the pods out now. So if you have one of those coffee machines, and lots of people do, they're extremely convenient. The I, in my latest order that came in, they had put four of them in there as a little bonus. Hey, check out the new pods, and man, they're good. It, it makes brewing a cup of coffee easier than brewing a cup of coffee already is. Especially if you have my uh, Sophia Vergara sold me a coffee maker, Ninja Coffee Maker, at three o'clock in the morning a few years ago, which I would buy again today if she was selling it because I would buy anything from Sophia Vergara. And I bought one of those, uh, one of those, one of those Ninja things, but I have one of those pods in the studio here and man is it convenient defendercoffee.com use the promo code aar it's now in pod form so if you if you want one of those and you didn't want to buy the beans and or you didn't want to buy the the coffee ground coffee now you can buy the pods so check them out defendercoffee.com and you support the second amendment with every sip of coffee it's great stuff six hour studios lit up x insurance presenting it all let's go back to paul markle student of the gun paul i uh let's wrap up that that previous segment you know, I go back to Washington briefly, but the Democrats are proposing a bullet tax for the privilege of using an ammunition, uh, using ammunition. And that's what started the whole conversation with this privilege and this elitism and the way they think in Washington. And this is just more proof positive that yet again, we're right. And that is exactly what they're doing. Fox News actually reported that the legislation in Washington, ladies and gentlemen, it's HB 2238, describes the ammunition tax as a use tax. It would be, quote, levied on every person in Washington state for the privilege of using ammunition as a consumer at the rate of 11% of the selling price. Now, Paul, I got to go back to conversations I had with Dave Workman about this and Alan Gottlieb about this. They did that bullet tax in Seattle, and it was a unmitigated disaster. It cost the state. They never got anywhere near what they thought they were going to get because I guess they think we're too stupid and won't go somewhere else to buy ammo. Which we did. What does Washington, what, what do they think is going to happen here? Do they really think they're going to increase revenue by doing this? Uh, well, first of all, let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the, who in the world gave you the authority to do that? They did. Show they me gave where themselves. The, yeah, where, show me where in the Washington state constitution you have the authority to do that. And they they come back with this. Oh, you have to get a driver's license and you have to put a plate on your car. It's like, yeah, okay. None of those things are are protected as inalienable rights. Right. You know, the whole reason there's only 10 
you know, in the first in the Bill of Rights is because they understood that you can't make everything a right, you know, because when everything becomes a right, then nothing is. And it's funny how these same people who don't believe that the Second Amendment is an inalienable right and they believe, you know, no amendment is absolute uh, and they just, you know, ignore that whole right portion. They believe that everything else is a right, though. You have a right not to be offended. You have a right to your gender <laughs> identity. You, have, you know, they, they, they go out of their way to come up with all of these so-called human rights and rights that don't exist. But when we have ones that are, you know, that are codified, that are protected, that you know, have hundreds of years, and you know, when it comes to the, the Bill of Rights, people think that the Bill of Rights created those. The Bill of Rights didn't create anything. It just codified it. It was just putting it in writing, you know, that that goes back to, you know, the original rights of man and the nation, the state of man. Um, and unfortunately, sadly, we live in a world where we no longer teach our children that where children are being convinced that rights come from the government. And that all the only rights you have are the rights that the government decides to allow you to have. And you, I mean, that's, and that, you know, of course, that's the, the job of government. The job of government is to grow itself. You know, government will never willingly shrink its, its power. They will never willingly relinquish power. It's, it's, it's counterintuitive. Well, the, the founders knew that, which is why they, they gave that. us that that's beautiful they document put, they gave us. Right. right now, restrictions. I remember when my daughter was born, and I, I've mentioned this before, but it comes up from time to time and it, it's coming up now based on what you just said. And that is, when my daughter was born, I remember we went to a Burlington Coat Factory to pick up a crib, believe it or not. They sell cribs at Burlington Coat Factory. At least they did in this one on Fowler Avenue in Tampa, Florida. And while we were waiting for the guy to bring the thing out, when it was ordered, it finally came in. There was a little book stand there, one of those little swivel things in the middle of the kids section. And there was a book in there that's it. And it was called, I, if I remember correctly, and I think it was because I did look it up, America during the times of George Washington. And it was a kid's book. And I flipped over to the Bill of Rights. And of course, it took them out of order. The Second Amendment was, as always, when it's a liberal involved, was all the way down at the bottom when they started explaining the Second Amendment. And they said the Second Amendment was put into the Constitution to give people the ability to help protect the government. And I thought to myself, my God. My God, at a Burlington coat factory, I'll never forget that. I should have grabbed a copy of that book at the time. I still would have had it, but I didn't. I put it back, I remember, in angst. Just, ugh, I could not believe what I was reading. But that's the stuff that's out there. And when your children are being taught that nonsense, ladies and gentlemen, particularly as they go oh, through yeah, life, depending on where you live, yeah, it's bad when it gets up into college. Printed textbooks that say the, the, the origin of the Second Amendment was to give the National Guard the right yeah. to keep and bear arms. And, so who, you know, there, there's actually, there's a revisionist history movement that goes back, that is tr attempting to say that the original militias and training bands were the National Guard and that the National Guard is actually older than the United States. Well, it, the Nas National Guard is only half of the name. It's only half of the title. What's the first part? United States Army National Guard. All right.
you know, uh, and the United States Army did not exist prior to, you know, the American Revolution. But there, there's this attempt to say, well, yeah, but, you know, the militia was actually the National Guard. And so therefore it doesn't it doesn't apply to actual people. Mm-hmm. That's uh, why the word people is in it. Yeah, well, in a in different it, context than the word people. In other areas of the Bill of Rights, that's that's a whole that's a whole non-starter there. Let's because of time, I, I already on the end of the third segment coming up in about a minute. But talking about guns, let's you know that bullet tax. We move on from that. But AWR has a story, and I find this fascinating. But not because I understand why. The headline alone: twenty-eight percent more guns made in the U.S. during Biden's first year than Trump's last. Firearm production in the United States was twenty-eight percent higher during Biden's first year in office than it was during Trump's last. Now, that headline sits atop another headline. Number of firearms in U.S. civilian hands tops 470 million. Now, again, Paul, that's coming from the best source that we have, and that's the National Shooting Sports Foundation's estimated estimated 473.2 million firearms because of background checks. We have that documentation we know how many were performed. And so that's the best estimate, Paul, that we have. But the fact of the matter is that when you look at how many more guns were made in the United States and when you consider gun ownership is at higher rates now than it's ever been at before, when you look at the demographics of new gun buyers, black Americans in particular, minorities, women, and a lot of liberals buying guns because, they're, of course, they fear crime and the liberal enclaves that they live in. And they live in those liberal enclaves in large part because they continue to vote that nonsense in. But when we come back from the break, we'll talk with Paul about how that breaks down, why it's important, why it matters to you, and what it means for the Democrats' push for gun control coming up in November, which is coming up quick, ladies and gentlemen. Believe you me, we will be talking about the election a lot sooner than you think. It will be here quickly. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here at the ranch will continue. Final segment with Paul Markle, student of the gun. We'll talk about how many guns are actually in our hands and what it means and why the Democrats fear it and how that number will impact their continued push for gun control as we get closer to the election. Don't go away. segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show. Final segment of the first hour of the program already is now upon us. Time flies when you're having fun, especially when you're in such a great mood, Greg, right? I mean, last two days, and it's a Friday to boot, brother. It just works out that way. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, public service announcement. If you are listening to this show on podcast and not on a radio station, You might be wondering where yesterday's podcasts were. Well, they're going up today because I was so happy yesterday, I forgot to get them up. I had some other things I had to do. And I apologize for that in advance, but the podcasts are going up. That's why you saw one, two, three hit like that. If you're listening on podcasts, I'm talking about you're looking back in time. But uh, welcome back in. Paul Markle, student of the gun. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm fantastic. And and I think what we're about to do is... We're about to shine the light yes. on this on the big lie 
that Americans want gun control. And we're also going to shine the light on the big, on the, well, the thing that's obvious to all of us is that the Democrats have no, uh, no thought of not cheating this. They are, they have, they've already counted. Can we say this? I'm going to say it. You, you don't have to agree with me if you don't want to. They've already printed the votes. They've already calculated the votes. They've already rigged the machines. They are ready to go in November. It, it, what, how you and I vote and feel and behave to them is immaterial. They, the cheating, look, we sat here in Georgia and watched the cheating process start two years before with that Stacey Abrams. Absolutely. We, we watched they, it. We watched it happen. We were sitting here in Georgia going, why, why is this happening? Why are these drop boxes being put all over these blue counties? They didn't add any in my county. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, why, that's why a setup. We, why are we still playing this this vote by mail game? You know, I, let's 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 understand history. Wait, Paul's sidetracking me away from how many guns, and I love this conversation. We could no, easily no, keep this no, going. No, I don't want to sidetrack you, but let's let's talk history. In the history, of, and I've been paying attention my entire life, right since I was in high school. Never, ever, ever do you talk. Democrats have been pushing gun control since before I was born, but they're always smart enough to know that it's a it's a losing idea. It's a losing strategy. You never, ever, ever push gun control restrictions, bans, whatever you want to call it, leading into a big national election. You never do that. You always wait. You know, Clinton did it. Clinton ran as a centrist. He was a moderate. Oh, I don't. I like hunting and blah, 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 blah. You know, um, Obama even in the beginning ran as a centrist. They all do. All they they, they get their their you know their uh, their hunting vest and their over under shotgun and they go stand in the field and get a picture taken. I'm a sportsman. Blah blah blah. Then once they've won, and and they have a veto proof majority like they did with Clinton, then they go ahead and then they you know they do their their gun control. So understanding that and understanding that we are going into a major national election, you never run on gun control unless something has changed. Unless you've already counted the votes, unless you know that the votes of the rednecks don't matter. And what we just said, and you know, the amount of guns sold and the amount of guns manufactured is proof positive that the American people, you know, at all at large, are not in favor of restrictions and gun control and bans because they're buying the guns. You can't tell me that a person who's in favor of gun control, I mean, unless they're just, you know, Hollywood liberal, but the average person, if they don't like guns, they're not going to go out and buy them. And when you have, and that's the thing they know in D.C., that the majority of Americans have guns, have are gun owning households. They know that. And, yeah, and so, wow. you know, NBC was choking on that report that they put out. Oh yeah, a, a few weeks back. I think we joked about it together on the show a couple. Oh weeks yeah, back. they're like, well, let's oh. let's go over they, some they of these numbers. Shocked. Let's let's look at some of these numbers. National Shooting Sports Foundation (NSSF) revealed Friday today that there were an estimated 473.2 million firearms in U.S. civilian hands by the end of 2021. 
Moreover, according to AWR Hawkins here and the NSSF press release, there are 28,144,000 rifles in circulation that fit the Democrats' quote-unquote assault weapons descriptor. That means, in AWR's piece, and we'll talk about this in greater detail with AWR on Sunday's MonsterCast, that there are nearly 30 million AR-slash-AK-style rifles in the United States. Now, AWR continues, when looking at all kinds of firearms, rifles, pistols, shotguns, etc., including those made overseas and imported into the U.S. for sale, the NSSF pointed out some 21,037,810 firearms were made available for sale in the U.S. during 2021 alone. Now, we'll have 2022 numbers soon and all that, but when you combine that and look at that additional headline above, 28% more guns made in U.S. during Biden's first year than Trump's last, it begs the questions that Paul has mentioned, he's, that he's actually answering without being asked. And that is, they know that millions of Americans are buying guns. There are record first-time gun buyers in the United States of America. The, demogra- the demographics work against them, yet, Paul, they are still pushing gun control. It will be interesting to see if they pivot, because historically they have. But I don't see any indication of that yet. Now, you know, we're still 10 and a half months out from an election. But at this stage of the game, we've already begun to see a shift, and it's not. The the pivot, and I'll tell you where the pivot is. The pivot is after the the nominations, after the the conventions. But we don't have that with the Democrats. You see, what they always do is they play to their base – going into the nominations that's when they play to their base that's when they do the you know kill babies pro-abortion thing that's when they do the ban guns thing that's when they do the you know we need more welfare and and more free money and free college they do that and then once they pick their candidate they pivot to the center that is the history of politics in the united states of america well so the idea that they would go you know, hard left, hard liberal to please their base in order to secure a position for their candidate is ridiculous. It's, 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 you know, they've already decided that they're going to run the mongoloid. They're going to run the meat puppet as their guy. So you don't need a, you know, the idea that, oh, well, we need to going into it. You play to your base. No, no, they're not doing that. They're not doing that. You don't need that. They're not so doing that now. There's the no sign that that's going wrong. to occur. Yeah, I, yeah the strategy you know, doesn't jive. I wish we had more time to talk about this. Unfortunately, we don't because there comes the whole Gavin Newsom deal. Is Biden going to be on the ticket? Have, what decisions have been made? The DNC has made these decisions already, ladies and gentlemen. They already know. If, if they're not going to run, by, they already know that. That will happen at the convention. This is going to be, Paul, yeah, it's too late a fascinating election. It's too late. They, they've, they, they already know what they're going to do. Hence, maybe why Clinton was huddling with Gavin Newsom in Mexico. Who knows? Paul Markle, student of the gun. Real quick, where can people find you, brother? Oh, I would love to train all of you freaks. Go to SOTGU.com <laughs> and sign up for one of the classes. And the great thing is, if you sign up for one of our classes, you can start training today. That's a beautiful thing. Check it out. SOTGU.com. Paul Markle, student of the gun. Do yourself a solid. Go plug that guitar in and crank that amp, my brother, because I'm fixing to do that this afternoon as well. Paul Markle, student of the gun. He's going to be ripping it out there in the wilds of Wyoming. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Remember, I tell you this often, but not enough. Carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. 
Yeah, that's it. No self-respecting caveman would have ever been caught without his club. Hour two coming up next. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. (laughs) 